No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Have you ever wondered where all the nations came from? No other ancient document compares to the Bible's account. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 10, right here on Simply the Bible. What is your nationality? It is a question that is asked of immigrants and refugees when they seek residence in our country. It may be asked of you when you travel to a foreign country. It refers to the country where you were born. But where did all these nations come from? The Bible answers that question for us in Genesis 10. We begin in verse 1. Now this is the genealogy of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And sons were born to them after the flood. We now come to what is commonly called the table of nations, sort of like a table of contents. It shows how the descendants of Noah dispersed after the flood and has five remarkable features. First, 70 nations are listed. Second, nothing in ancient writing compares to its scope and accuracy in explaining the origin of the nations. Third, the sons of Japheth and Ham are only given to the third generation, whereas the sons of Shem are given to the sixth generation. Fourth, because the names of nations change over time, this provides a home address for individual countries referred to throughout the scripture. And fifth, the disbursement of the nations did not occur until after the Tower of Babel in the next chapter. Verse 2, the sons of Japheth were Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Jubal, Meshech, and Tyrus. The sons of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Riphath, and Togarma. The sons of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Dodanim. From these, the coastland peoples of the Gentiles were separated into their lands, everyone according to his language, according to their families, into their nations. The descendants of Japheth settled mostly to the north and east of Canaan and spoke the Indo-European languages, that is, languages spoken in the greater part of Europe and Asia as far as northern India. Gomer would dwell north of the Caspian Sea, and his sons Ashkenaz would become the Germanic peoples. Tagarma would become Armenia and Georgia. Magog would become the Scythians and settle in southern Russia. Madai would settle south of the Caspian Sea in what became Mede, or modern Iran. Javan dwelt in the southern part of Greece, and his two sons, Kittim, in Cyprus, and Tarshish, in southern Spain. Tubal would settle in the southern shores of the Black Sea in modern Turkey, as would Meshech. Tyrus would settle in the west of the Black Sea, in modern Bulgaria, Greece, and Romania. If you have a European background, you are probably a descendant of Japheth. Verse 6, the sons of Ham were Cush, Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. Ham's four sons settled primarily in northeast Africa and Egypt, the eastern Mediterranean, and southern Arabia. Cush would dwell in the upper Nile south of Egypt, or modern Sudan. Verse 7, 
The sons of Cush were Seba, Havilah, Sabta, Rehemah, and Sabdika. And the sons of Rehemah were Sheba and Dedan. Cush begot Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said like Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. Sheba and Dedan correspond to the modern nation of Saudi Arabia. Cush's son Nimrod is an interesting case. The word Nimrod means rebel. The term mighty hunter before the Lord suggests great arrogance. While most of the other descendants of Ham settled in Africa and Egypt, Nimrod moved north into the Tigris-Euphrates Valley, or modern Iraq. Speaking of Nimrod, the Jerusalem Targum says, He was powerful in hunting and in wickedness before the Lord, for he was a hunter of the sons of men. And he said to them, Depart from the judgment of the Lord and adhere to the judgment of Nimrod. Therefore it is said as Nimrod the strong one, strong in hunting and in wickedness before the Lord. Verse 10. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, Erech, Akkad, and Calneh in the land of Shinar. From that land he went to Assyria and built Nineveh, Rehabathir, Calah, and Resen, between Nineveh and Calah, that is the principal city. Nimrod was a dictator of the civilization that he established. He built Babel, later called Babylon, Nineveh in Assyria, and several other cities. He also developed a false religious system with practices that continue to the present day. Things like Yule logs, evergreen trees at the winter solstice, and coloring eggs in the spring find their origins in Nimrod and the false religious system that he founded with his wife, Semiramis, who became known as the Queen of Heaven. She had a son that she claimed was virgin-born named Tamu, who supposedly was gored by a wild boar and rose from the dead. In the book of Jeremiah, God rebuked the people for making cakes and burning incense to the Queen of Heaven. In Ezekiel, much to his dismay, the prophet observed women weeping for Tamu. If you're interested in looking further into these things, Alexander Hislop wrote a very revealing book called The Two Babylons, tracing the religious influences of Babylon. You can even read it online. We are shocked to discover that these celebrations resemble our holiday traditions. There is no biblical basis for them, but there is a very strong pagan basis. We find that Satan established his counterfeits very early in the history of man in Babylon. That is why Babylon has become synonymous with the false religious system in Scripture that opposes the kingdom of God and will ultimately be destroyed in the future. Nimrod is a prototype of the Antichrist. Ham's son, Mizraim, settled in Upper and Lower Egypt. Verse 13, Mizraim begot Ludim, Anamim, Lehabim, Naphtuhim, Pathrusim, and Kasluim, from whom come the Philistines and Kaphtarim. Ham's son, Put, dwelt in northern Egypt or present-day Libya. Ham's son Canaan settled mostly in Palestine, which would become Israel. Canaan begot Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth, 
the Jebusite, the Amorite, and the Girgashite, the Hivite, the Archite, and the Sinite, the Arvidite, the Zemurite, and the Hamathite. Afterward, the families of the Canaanites were dispersed. And the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon as you go toward Gerar, as far as Gaza. Then as you go toward Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, and Zeboim, as far as Lacia. Many of these names would resurface as the perpetual enemies of Israel. We know from the previous chapter that Canaan was living under a curse, but at first the Canaanites were numerous and prosperous in the land of milk and honey. Many who are under God's curse may appear to thrive and prosper greatly in this world. God gives them time either to repent or for their wickedness to reach its fullness before they are judged. Verse 20. These were the sons of Ham, according to their families, according to their languages, in their lands and in their nations. The lines of Japheth and Ham are now dropped from the biblical record, as the focus is on Shem and his descendants, from whom will come the Messiah. Verse 21. And children were born also to Shem, the father of all the children of Eber, the brother of Japheth, the elder. The sons of Shem were Elam, Asher, Arphaxed, Lud, and Aram. Since the family tree of Japheth and Ham is only for three generations, but Shem's descendants are listed for six, it is thought that Shem wrote this. Shem lived to see many, many of his generations. Shem introduces himself as the brother of Japheth, the elder, identifying himself with Japheth, but not with Ham. He is also identified as the father of the children of Eber, even though Eber was his great-grandson. Eber is the father of the Hebrews. The five sons of Shem form the Semitic peoples. In fact, the word Semitic is derived from his name. Elam would become the Elamites and combine with others to form the Persian Empire. Asher would become the Assyrians in northern Mesopotamia. Arphaxad, the Chaldeans in southern Mesopotamia. Lud, the Lydians of Asia Minor, which is southwestern Turkey today. Aram would become the Syrians. Verse 23. The sons of Aram were Uz, Hol, Gether, and Mash. Arphaxad begot Selah, and Selah begot Eber. To Eber were born two sons. The name of one was Peleg, for in his days the earth was divided. The name Peleg means division. He was so named because of the separation of the nations at the Tower of Babel. However, because the Hebrew word for earth always refers to the physical earth rather than to nations or people, some believe that the division of the earth refers to a cataclysm that occurred while Peleg was alive that separated the continents. This would explain how land animals were dispersed to every continent. Verse 25. And his brother's name was Joktan. Joktan begot Almodad, Shelef, Hazar Maveth, Jira, Hadoram, Yuzel, Dikla, Obel, Abimael, Sheba, Ophir, Havilah, and Jobab. All these were the sons of Joktan. And their dwelling place was from Mesha as you go to Sephar, the mountain of the east. Jobab is thought by some to be Job, 
If so, Job is probably the oldest book in the Bible. Verse 31. These were the sons of Shem according to their families, according to their languages, in their lands, according to their nations. These were the families of the sons of Noah according to their generations in their nations. And from these, the nations were divided on the earth after the flood. A total of 70 descendants are included in the table of nations. 70 names that are tongue twisters, let me tell you. This number expresses totality, meaning all the nations of the earth. Out of all these nations, one man named Abraham would be called through whom all the nations would be blessed. In all honesty, we may have trouble seeing the value of genealogies. But Genesis 10 provides an unparalleled account of how the nations came to be. As humans, we are united in our ancestry and responsibility before God. Yet we are divided by geography, ethnicity, culture, and most of all, our brokenness and sin that separate us from God and from one another. What is the answer for a people so united and yet deeply divided? The answer lies in the seed who would come from Abraham, who would pardon our sin, heal our brokenness, and unite all peoples under one head. To him, God will give the nations as his inheritance. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, just go to their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. You'll also find an email address there and, well, drop us a note. We'd love to hear from you. What happens when a man tries to build a monument to himself? We'll see you next time right here on Simply the Bible.